listeners and welcome to Testify on Eden FM, your voice in paradise. I am Ingrid Carly Moses and yes, it's Monday night again and uh, here we are together and I hope that uh, you are well um, and that you are standing steadfast and keeping focused on the Lord. It certainly hasn't been too good a week for me, I must admit, at some really challenging times and news of uh, you know, people close to me that's passed. Um, and dear listeners, if you find yourself in the same situation, I trust uh, that the strength of the Lord will carry you through. Yes, we are, as we know, it's now five months already into the COVID-19 pandemic. And uh, I think more and more, it's uh, the, the reality of this disease and pandemic is hitting closer to home. But we know our strength comes from the Lord. And so let us continue to keep our eyes focused on him and continue to trust in his providence, trust in his, um, in his ability to see us through. This evening, I once again have Christophe van der Scaife with me from Wordspread Foundation, who will be providing us an update with regards to all the Wordspread Foundation initiatives. So without much further ado, Christophe, 
Good evening to you. Hello, Ingrid, and hello to our listeners. Thank you so much for having me on again this evening. And yeah, can you believe it? Um, it's again another two weeks since we last spoke. Um, been an interesting two weeks. I'll share a little bit with our listeners tonight. I spent the last two weeks up in Gauteng, and so it's good to be home again. So uh, thanks. Thanks again for tuning in. Yes, listeners. Um, so Chris is going to update us with regards to what he's been doing and uh, in Gauteng, as well as all the initiatives from Wordspread Foundation. So thank you, Christu. Um, and I'm going to hand over to you to then continue with the program. Yes, thank you, Ingrid. Um, our listeners who've been following our discussion over the last uh, about two months will know that they have had some homework again over the last two weeks of July and, uh, well, including the first part of August and that they um, should by now have a, a good feeling as to who they would like to reach out to uh, by means of digital evangelism. And so tonight is the last part of our series on digital evangelism and I'm going to share just a few points that our uh, listeners who would like to participate in this means of sharing the gospel, uh, that they can take the route from, um, you know, identifying a person as someone you would like to reach out to, how to shortlist the individuals, how to uh, work through that pro process as we explained it, where we reach out and establish a point of connection and where our discussion turns from um, chit-chat or easy speak into more uh, difficult or more detailed discussion and then eventually venture into uh, religious talk and then finally end up at spiritual talk. Now, um, our members who perhaps have participated or um, worked through the Ignite training course over time will know that there is a, a point in your discussion as you reach out to people where you move from um, a plan to share the gospel to the point where you want to impress on the individual you're reaching out to that there's a decision to be made uh, for God and accepting his salvation and accepting a new life that Christ offers us. So in, in digital evangelism, uh, there's no different um, aspect in there. It's just a different platform from which you are working from. Now, um, we are experiencing in the day and age we live in the, one of the most radical shifts in communication in at least the last 500 years. I would say almost from the start of mankind, since the creation, um, we are experiencing um, radical shifts in how people communicate with each other. And we, we literally now have a new mission field with no boundary. And so um, it's estimated that over 50% of millennial Christians watch online videos and content about their faith. Now, millennial Christians... Ingrid, as you, as you most probably know, are, are 
people born um, in the late 90s uh, all the way through to about 2010. And um, so it's a generation that, that grew up with mobile phones, with uh, tablets, uh, with television, not being television like it had been um, before they were born in a more analog style, but, but television almost immediately means something that you can stream. Um, it is something that gets broadcast by means of a satellite uh, or um, other means of digital um, communication. And so, so the, the audience, that millennial uh, audience, do things differently. And as I mentioned, 50% of millennial Christians watch online videos and content about their faith. So there is already a move of younger Christians in the direction of working on the digital platforms available. So is that so, so much different to the way Jesus, as a big example, uh, did his ministry in three and a half years? You know, Jesus shared stories, he shared scripture and godly wisdom. He attended to people's needs uh, all through the Gospels as we read of how he went about. Um, you can see oftentimes he's, he's reaching out to people with compassion and he's attending to their needs. Um, wherever he went, he gave hope. Um, he created a community uh, of followers. And uh, whichever way you look at it, um, be it the 12 disciples that followed him all around, be it the 70 disciples that he at one stage had sent out to uh, start sharing the gospel, be it the 120 that were with him in prayer, the 500 that eventually was around when the Holy Spirit got uh, poured out. Um, he created a community. He developed an engaged body of believers. He led people to wholeness, and, and then he equipped people, and continued to equip them uh, even after he returned to be with the Father by giving the Holy Spirit. So um, when we look at Jesus and we look at the way modern man goes about, there are a lot of similarities, or may, although it may be a, uh, you know, there may be a lot of differences as well. Now, the interesting thing is if you, if you look at Google, they say that there is every year millions of searches for answers to questions like, is God real? What happens when we die? How do I know I'm saved? Why is there so much suffering in the world? Now, these questions can be answered in well many means and many ways. One of those that I've mentioned before is, uh, before is the New Life a Bible app that we and Sherwood Global, our uh, partners from Canada, uh, make available. And so um, that is a means to reach out and share the gospel to people. But there are so many uh, different digital evangelism tools, and we all use them already. I've mentioned them before, LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, WhatsApp, uh, Twitter, Skype, Instagram, TikTok, um, I mean, as I, as I carry on, I'm sure our audience, our listeners already know a lot of these brands. So what does it mean to be a digital missionary? 
I think the, the first question should probably be, do people on your digital grid know that you're a Christian? And I think it, it's, it's an important question because many of us in living our life in the digital arena often do not take a distinct or a specific stand in terms of what we believe, who we believe in, uh, what we profess as uh, our savior, etc., etc. So, um, you know, we almost become anonymous. And so, uh, you know, we, we need to uh, realize that when we start doing digital evangelism, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take you to the point where people are, are going to start to know if they don't that you take specific stands in life in terms of who you are, in terms of the, the God that you serve, in terms of your lifestyle. So um, with all that said, I think it's important that we get to the point where once we have that shortlist, the homework that our listeners had been putting together over the last while, get to the point where you start moving forward and you engage with those people. And an easy way would maybe be to just text someone a verse of encouragement or share on social media how Jesus had changed you. Um, you can pray for your friends on, on Facebook. You know that it's possible to speak to people directly on Facebook. Uh, you can also do it wide out in the open on your own timeline. Uh, I would imagine that is not exactly the, the route to go initially, but rather use a messenger or a di direct message option like WhatsApp to a specific individual and see a message, uh, be it a scripture verse, uh, be it a infographic, um, but reach out to someone and start that discussion that you have created by getting closer to them. And the speak, the, uh, uh, the chit chat, getting to the point where you now share people. And then let's look at the feedback. Let's look at the results. Um, as I mentioned before, many people will most probably not respond you reach out to them with a specific um, message or a scripture verse now if i may use myself as an example back when the lockdown started in in april um, at one stage i was walking in my garden i was actually just trying to get out a little bit i was listening to a a um, webinar on my phone and listening to to church leader out during lockdown and one person mentioned that he started a prayer request outreach um, by reaching out to people that he knew and so I eventually felt led by the Lord to reach out to the contacts on my cell phone now, <laughs> um, on my uh, cell phone Ingrid I've got almost a thousand contacts and um, I made the mistake of going to almost all of my contacts. <laughs> and uh, ended up getting a lot of 
response, but also had a lot of non-response from people, not replying on my request to them saying, I pray, for, I pray for you if you have a specific request. As it, as it went, at, at this stage, I have a request list of people that I um, regularly take to the Lord's Prayer, about 200 people. <laughs> it, it keeps you busy. But that made me realize as well, just how many people are out there waiting for someone to reach out to them. And what, what is amazing um, as a result of this is the impact it's had on my faith by reaching out to people, some of them that I have not spoken to in many, many years, but with them coming back to me with testimonies and saying to me, you know, since you started praying for my situation, the Lord has changed so much in my life. Um, even for myself as an individual, um, the lockdown hit word spread quite hard as well, especially in terms of us not reaching all of our goals in terms of outreach and training, etc. And people praying for me as a result of reaching out to them. So you have to, you have to reach out. I'm not suggesting going to 800 people, um, but like to them, see what they reply with and start working on that. And out of that, I believe you will experience as well as a, as a digital missionary that the Lord will bring you to a point where with some of these people, they will be ready to make a decision for the Lord. I had at least two coming back to me. One person very distinctly saying to me that I don't believe in what you are sharing with me, but I'm willing to listen. And so that relationship is developed now away from messages of just support and staying in touch. And so as we come to the end of this uh, digital evangelism approach, the, the, the goal of it all, as I said from the start, as with all personal evangelism, is always to get close to people in order to present Jesus to them and lead them to a point where they are willing to make a decision, not even get a reply, but in some instances, you will walk all the way through to a person giving their lives to the Lord. And that's what digital evangelism is about. Thank you, Ingrid, and thank you to our listeners for uh, bearing with me over the last few weeks, working through this uh, specific aspect of evangelism. And um, I'm sure our listeners know a lot more about it now and i hope a lot of them are excited about the potential that it holds in sharing the gospel thank you christo and uh, i also want to encourage the listeners that it is never too late um i think yes most of us have used this time of the lockdown to discover this platform of connecting with people but even if you haven't started yet it is not too late I myself have also encountered a wider um, network of people through one or two groups that I have connected to. 
Uh, and in that time, I have found a prayer partner. I've been matched up with a prayer partner and she's been praying for me and I've been praying for her and all of us in the group. And these are people from all over the world. And Chris, do mentioned that as well uh, in a previous uh, insert around digital evangelism. It helps us to reach not only people that we know or within our uh, sphere of location, but globally. So dear listeners, I hope that um, what Christus shared with you over this last few weeks continues to give you the courage to pursue this way of sharing the gospel with others and sharing what God has done in your life with others to help them to come to a point where they give their life to the Lord or where their relationship with the Lord is strengthened. We're going to go to a song now. And this one is called Broken Things by Matthew West. Oh, but I heard a whisper As heaven bent down Said, child, don't you know That the first will be last And the last get a crown And now Welcome back, dear listeners. This is Testify on Eden FM. I'm Ingrid Carly Moses. And with me in studio this evening, once again, is Christou van der Skeef from Wordspread Foundation. He's just given us an update or another um, uh, insert around digital evangelism. And we're now going to continue with another initiative of Wordspread. Uh, which Chris too has also been sharing with us over the last couple of weeks, and that is the church growth through discipleship. Chris too, how is this initiative going and what's been happening over the last couple of weeks with regards to this? Yes, thank you, Ingrid. Yes, as our listeners will remember, um, Part of what WordSpread pursues is our church growth program. And um, in the last two weeks, I have met with uh, a couple of church leaders 
um, in, in very different environments. Some of them leading big church denominations, some of them involved with small um, groups of congregations. And it's clear for me that the need for discipleship is bigger than ever. Now, Dr. Herschel Hobbes wisely said once that the work of evangelism is never complete until the evangelized become the evangelizer. Amplifying this statement, if the process of making disciples is to be complete, all new Christians should be trained to be active in evangelism themselves. This full circle apprenticeship, uh, it's a process. It requires time, love, dis discipline. Um, as I mentioned before, discipline and discipleship has the same uh, core in it and then personal instruction. The, the added work of discipleship is well worth the investment because the fruit remains and it multiplies. The Gospels in the Bible show us that Jesus trained his disciples by association before giving them the Great Commission. Uh, he did not give the disciples upon calling them to become fishers of men. He did not give them the Great Commission then. But at the ascension, um, he gave them the Great Commission, go and make disciples. Uh, being with them, was the primary means of learning how to minister. Mark tells us in his gospel, he appointed 12, designating them as apostles, that they might be with him and that he might send them out to preach. The disciples' evangelism grew out of a lifestyle seasoned by many hours in Jesus' presence. They were apprenticed in real-life situations. They saw evangelism. They saw counseling preaching, teaching, and every other form of ministry firsthand. So um, if you're not winning souls and making disciples on a regular basis, I'm talking to church leaders now specifically, if you're not winning souls, and if your church members are not winning souls and making disciples on a regular basis, then the rot has begun to set in, in your church. Life's problems begin to pile up. Challenges upon challenges queue up at your door to occupy your time and your energy. And then you may join the merry-go-round crowd of looking for places to get your breakthroughs. Now, we have seen before that it is our role to build the people. And it's Jesus' role to build his church. And these two missions are intertwined. Jesus will build his church by the way uh, I build people. And every pastor is responsible for building people. And that is why he told us to make disciples of all nations. We must, first of all, win them. Then we must consolidate them. Then we have to disciple them. And then we have to send them back into the world. And this is the ministry of every believer. It's not just a church leader. It's not just a pastor's responsibility. Um, it's not just for, for now. It's for always. And it's not just for, for the ones who feel that they are called or even uh, worse, that there may be ones feeling that they have the time on their hands. It's for every member of the body of Christ. And so um, 
as part of our church growth program, uh, together with the concept of preparedness, I've just realized over the last two weeks um, that more than ever before, uh, we as WordSpread, first of all, will focus on uh, more and more supporting churches. Um, and, and as I speak here, I'm really um, making this as a shout out to churches, to church leaders. If you're interested in the, the concept of preparedness, that, that growth of your church through discipleship, uh, reach out to WordSpread. Speak to myself, um, my uh, uh, office number, 64 504-5954. You can watch up me on that number as well, uh, or send us an, an email at info at wordspread.co. Um, as I said, I, I would like to challenge anyone listening to this message. Uh, go and think about your life, first of all, as a Christian. Secondly, if you are in church leadership, go and think about your congregation. Are we being prepared? by spending the time in the word um, in all the ways that I've mentioned, in the same way that Jesus developed his disciples, um, not just theologically and theoretically, but more so practically in reaching out um, to the world in having compassion in getting to know the, the word of God and how to share that word of God. And so um, that is where I think we as Christians really need to spend time in this day and age. The, uh, the Barnard Group in America uh, recently brought out some uh, research statistics from research that they had done. And it's, it's scary during the lockdown period um, how few people had gone to church. Is, is, it, is that an, an interesting uh, statistics? <laughs> statistic? How few people had gone to church, but I mean specifically in person. What's interesting is how many more people on a Sunday morning uh, was looking around at church websites, YouTube um, channels, than in the normal pre-COVID season. People out there is looking for the Lord. They're looking for the Lord. I, I'm willing to bet that people um, during this COVID season realized that when they're not allowed to be with the body of Christ, when they miss out on that closeness, that koinonia, there's more than just that feeling that comes with being, your, being with your brothers and sisters. They also miss the impact and the input made in your life. And that's not just to be a receiver, but actually being someone who receives in view of giving. So I'm gonna leave our, our listeners with that. Are you putting in the amount of time daily and weekly that the Lord requires of us as Christians in terms of being, preparing ourselves, getting prepared in order to, when we reach out to the world, have a message of hope, have a decent level of knowledge in what we believe. So um, not just if you get countered by a specific question in sharing the gospel and meeting someone that has issues with the church or 
with the Christian religion and then have to refer them to the pastor, but being able ourselves to state why we believe what we believe. And so uh, I want to leave it, like I said, with our, with our listeners, take time to get equipped daily uh, by reading the word, by reading books, by perhaps listening to a message of some kind or a devotion of some kind, in every means, getting equipped, getting strengthened, uh, and then by the Holy Spirit's work, uh, God will, will use that input, that preparing um, to reach out to the lost and, and, and bring in more people to salvation. Ingrid, let's uh, listen to some music. Thanks. Thank you, Christy, for that input. Um, I can very well um, understand and uh, relate to the statistics of people seeking uh, the Lord and seeking church services and seeking means of being spiritually connected um, via, you know, the internet and, and, and those other means. Um, I was having a similar conversation with someone just in this week about exactly that, you know, how uh, once you realize that it's something that's, that's missing out of your life, you actually seek it more. But also that in terms of spiritually, not just receiving, but giving, realizing the importance of giving spiritually to others as well within a spiritual community and connectedness. Thank you so much, Christu, once again for that input. We're going to go to a song now called Wonder by Hillsong United. Enjoy, dear listeners. Have you ever seen the wonder In glimmer of first sight As the eyes begin to open And the blindness meets the light If you have so seen I see the world in light I see the world in wonder
Welcome back. Um, I'm continuing the conversation this evening with Christou van der Skey from WordSpread Foundation. And uh, in this particular insert coming up now, Christou's going to speak to the church leaders specifically around the continued professional development initiative. So this evening, we've been speaking about you, the individual, going out to evangelize. We've spoken also about growing disciples within the body of the church and us as individuals and church leaders um, understanding that it is our commission, it's our responsibility to make disciples. And now Christ is going to speak to the leaders and uh, inform the leaders about this opportunity that's available for you. And yes, it's an opportunity, dear church leaders, um, that's being presented. So listen to what Christu has to say. Christu. Yes, Ingrid, thank you so much. It's, a, it's an interesting topic we're touching on tonight. Um, I don't remember in the last while, I would say all the way back to March when we started uh, together on, on Testify, uh, speaking so directly and definitely to church leaders as such. Um, the interesting thing is uh, for those of us who, who are involved in professional careers, I'm talking to or talking about the accountants, the lawyers, the doctors, um, any, any individual involved in a professional career that brings with it a specific designation. Um, over the last probably two decades, uh, that level of professionalism and the, the way in which it gets managed um, has developed uh, quite a bit. And um, a good couple of years ago, I would say about five or six years ago, the government of South Africa challenged the Christian society and said to the church as such, that it's time for the church to start regulating itself. You know, we've seen the, the nasty um, pictures, video clips um, all over the news of, um, you know, pastors preaching with uh, um, insect repellent, so I call it doom cans in their hands. Um, we saw pastors uh, letting people do things with snakes. We we, we really saw bad things, putting the, uh, the, the, the Christian church in a bad light. And so uh, when the ch church was challenged to start regulating itself, an organization called the Association for Christian Religious Practitioners was um, established. Now, that's, it's a, terrible to think that a pastor uh, or a church leader, leader should... Uh, you know, be called a religious practitioner, but but I think in the in the day and age we're living, uh, you have to find a descriptive means uh, for a career and for a for a position. And so, yes, the Association for Christian Religious Practitioners was founded as the SACWA, that's the South African uh, Qualifications Authority. Um, they founded the they are the recognised professional body. For religious professionals and they um, have amongst others the responsibility to uh, apply well first of all to establish and then to run a continued professional development strategy now again our pre professional people our engineers our, our accountants know 
that on an annual basis, they need to um, acquire a couple of credits, a, a number of credits, points, for doing certain things. Now, what I'm saying, certain things, it's obviously involved with continued development, uh, being it by attending courses, be it by uh, attending conventions or events, uh, be it by continued studies, readings. Um, and so the same would then apply for continued professional development of pastors. Now, the interesting thing, uh, Ingrid, I don't know if you, if you know or if you've heard this number before, but the statistics show that in a country uh, like South Africa, there is about 200,000 people in the position of pastor or leader of a congregation or, or a church. 200,000. Wow. And um, the, the interesting thing is that uh, statistics again show that only about 20,000 of the 200,000 people that practice this position or, or this career as church leader are qualified enough to serve in a position like that. Um, many, many church leaders serve in a position as a pastor or a reverend um, with not even an NQF2 level qualification. So they do not even have grade nine at school level, but they serve as pastors. Um, and so the, the ACRP was amongst others developed or put together to help those many church leaders of small independent churches um, to go, well, at least to an NQF2 level, that's grade nine level, and then from there to, to see if, we, if, if they can get them all the way to an NQF5 level. So that's basically matric or matric plus one, depending on the, um, uh, the qualifications involved. Now, why I'm having this discussion tonight is uh, WordSpread Foundation and the ACRP have grown quite close over the last few years. Um, so much so that it, just in the last week, I had a meeting with the uh, Chief Executive Officer of the ACRP, Dr. Hannes von der uh, They are based in Pretoria. And um, we have just said to each other again, what a, what a massive need exists for our church leaders to be uh, equipped and developed in the role that they play. So, so um, both from an ACRP side and both from a WordSpread perspective, we are not saying there are too many pastors. In fact, we are excited about the fact that there are so many church leaders. Um, you know, in, in effect, it means there are literally hundreds of thousands of churches in South Africa. And that makes South Africa uh, a very Christian nation. So we should, we should be excited about that. We should glorify the Lord. But we definitely need to understand that there's a, there's a distinct need for our church leaders to be developed. Those that are already operating on an NKF7 level and higher, those with a diploma uh, in the form of a tertiary um, accredited diploma, you know, they, they serve with a, with a, a, a decent 
level of theological knowledge and they break the word most probably in a, in a way that are uh, well according to what God's word at least would like to um, God at least would like to see his word to be broken in but the challenge that I would like to take to our, our listeners again and especially to those listeners of us that do serve as church leaders I'm talking uh, we're a community or a group of people refer you, refer to you or see you as a pastor or as a reverend or as a minister. If you are not registered, first of all, uh, or affiliated then with the ACRP, my challenge would be um, it's, it's an absolutely inexpensive um, uh, rate annually to be registered. And then um, what's happening now with the ACRP is the um, CPD, that Continued Professional Development Strategy of these, are really focused on making continued professional development um, as, as affordable as possible and getting pastors from small independent churches or maybe even churches in denominations to develop um, to the level where they can operate with a decent skill set. And what excites WordSpread, first of all, me, obviously leading WordSpread, but WordSpread as an organization is the role that we could play in supporting, aiding pastors in, um, in growing and developing and you know, continuing with their CPD. And also from an OASIS perspective is that the Africa Study Bible that we've mentioned before on uh, Testify is probably the best um, example of a resource that can get uh, that is made available and and um, underwritten by the ACRP for pastors wanting to develop uh, the level uh, as a pastor, you know, the skill set. And, um, and uh, you can be sure to say that someone who uses the study Bible as a resource, you know, when they put together a sermon, when they, uh, you know, when they serve the um, congregation uh, through discipleship, uh, the, the, the Bible, study Bible as a resource is a tremendous resource in developing the pastor, his congregation, and in effect, God's kingdom. So I'm leaving, I'm leaving it at that point, just challenging again now our, our pastors, our church leaders, make sure that you are affiliated with the ACRP. Get, get involved in, in um, the continuous, continued professional development uh, that they offer uh, in, in, alongside with their partners. And um, let's see if we can uh, strengthen the body of Christ even more so by something as simple on the one end but as exciting on the other end as continuously growing uh, in the knowledge of the Lord. Um, I think that's what I wanted to say about that Ingrid. Maybe let's uh, listen to some more music. Thank you Christo and uh, this next song is called Word of Life by Jeremy Kemp. Word of life 
Speak to my weary heart Strengthen my broken parts Lead me to your open arms Word of truth Illuminate all these lies The enemy speaks inside And freedom I will rise Cause you call me out Welcome back, dear listeners. Uh, you are listening to Testify on Eden FM. I am Ingrid Carly Moses, and uh, with me is Christopher Underscape from Wordspread Foundation. And Christo is sharing with us once again this evening about the wonderful initiatives that Wordspread Foundation uh, is involved in, and especially with regards to growing churches. Um, expanding the kingdom of God through discipleship and digital evangelism. So right now, uh, we're going to be talking about the book of the month, because part of what WordSpread also does is they have an affiliation with Oasis Publishing, and we are in August, which is Women's Month. So Christu, what book is, um, do you have to share with us today? Yes, thank you, Ingrid. Um, as I'm sure all of our listeners know, Yesterday was Women's Day, and that's obviously why most of us today had um, a public holiday. But because of Women's Day, we have decided to have a book specifically focused on women as our book of the month. Now, this book, uh, the title is Let's Hear It From The Girls, and uh, it was written by Pam Norman. Uh, Pam Norman uh, is not so much known as a as an author, as an editor of compiled books, and so um, yes, she she really did an excellent job in putting together. Let's hear it from the girls, and it's it's as the book says on its cover, from women of today to women of today, and it really is about a lot of testimonies of Christian ladies. And it's, it's interesting, um, the, the different types of testimonies. It's not always about ladies who had lived the worst possible lives and, and have testimonies of how they had to find the Lord as salvation after many difficulties. Yes, you'll find those in there as well. But there are amazing testimonies about ladies that actually had good lives, if that's the way to describe it, um, but found a specific need for something more. There's testimonies of professional ladies in there, for instance. And so as a, as a woman, and as the book says, a woman of today, I would say most women would find at least one or two of those testimonies that speaks directly to their own 
situations and we give them some guidance on you know being an effective witness to the lord uh, in testifying uh, about Jesus' salvation and living as a, as a Christian. Um, there are topics that I would say you can call uh, beyond atheism. There's one that you could call a path out of danger. So yes, you have interesting topics there as well. And then to round it off, there's also 21 daily readings and devotions on women from the book or the gospel of Mark. So really a nice book. Um, it's available like all of our books from uh, all the national uh, bookstores, uh, exclusive books, CNA, bargain books. Um, I'm missing one of the big chains. So uh, if you're interested in the book, go and ask at one of those branches. And then obviously there's a, a whole host of Christian bookstores that should carry it as, as stock as well. And uh, if you're not able to find it on a bookshelf, then again, I think the easiest would be just reach out to, to uh, us on the 064-504-5954 WhatsApp. And I will make sure that uh, someone get in touch with you and arrange that the, uh, the book uh, be sent to you if you are willing, well, if not willing, if you think, I'm sure you are willing, but if you are interested in, in buying the book. Um, so there it is, Ingrid, thanks again. Um, challenging our, our ladies in the, in, the, uh, in the audience, our listeners, um, get a copy of the book and I'm sure the Lord's gonna bless you. Thank you, Christo. Wow, what an inspiration. Let's hear it from the girls, yep. And we have a lot that we can share with each other and learn from one another. Thank you so much, Christo, for your input again this evening. Um, and another edition of Testify with the input from WordSpread Foundation. Dear listeners, please do continue to connect with us on Facebook, um, www.facebook.com forward slash ministry, as well as the podcast. So um, every Tuesday, we then also publish the podcast link of this particular program. So if you'd like to share it with others, please do so. Thank you for your engagement and Christo, uh, as we always do at this time, we close off the program with a prayer. Please will you do us the honors. Good night, dear listeners, until we meet next week. Christo? Right, thank you, Ingrid. Let's close our eyes. Heavenly Father, we thank you again for an opportunity like this to get together, to gather around not so much your word as your commission, Lord, sending us out uh, to become, first of all, faithful disciples, and then to reach out to the world and to win them, to win the loss to you as Christ, and then from there on, disciple them. Lord, press it on our hearts wherever we go, to have a look around us, to see those, to identify those needing Jesus and to share with them the hope of this message of hope, a message of love that only you can bring, Lord. I want to ask that you be with each of our listeners. I want to ask that you bless them, Lord, where they are involved in their spiritual lives, that they will really experience your closeness, where they are involved in a church or a congregation, Lord, that they will start living what you had called us to be. And Lord, when we come back in time, that we will hear the messages, the feedback, 
of how people testify, sharing about Jesus, make an impact. And we bless you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. We want our coffee in the lobby. We watch our worship on the screen. We got a rock star preacher who won't wake us from our dreams. We want our blessings in our pocket. We keep our missions overseas. For the hurting in our city, would we even cross the street? But we want to see the heart set free and the tyrants kneel. The walls fall down and our land be healed. But church, if we want to see a change in the world out there, it's got to start right here. It's got to start right now. The Lord start right here. The Lord start right I'm like the brother of the prodigal Who turned his nose and puffed his chest He didn't run off like his brother But his soul was just as dead What if the church on Sunday Was still the church on Monday too What if we came down from our towers And walked a mile Someone's shoes Cause we want to see the heart set free And the tyrants kneel The walls fall down and our land be healed But church, if we want to see a change in the world out there It's gotta start right here Sanctuary